Hi, and thank you for joining the Joy Report with Rhonda in sunny Tampa, Florida. In Psalms 92, it says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to show forth your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. Yes, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord when you know that your whole being is because of him and everything that you have and everything that you will ever be comes from him. And that, my friends, is good news. <laughs> this is the Joy Report. We do have a lot of joy here, sporadic, <laughs> extreme joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The Bible instructs us to a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. So, therefore, you need to be sharing and uplifting and stirring yourself up and allowing the rivers of living water to flow out of your belly. And so there's rivers of joy, there's rivers of healing, there's rivers on the inside of you. And when you put your hands on your belly, those rivers begin to stir. And when you command those rivers to flow, then out of your belly flows the rivers of living water. Waters that will heal you, that will set you free, that brings deliverance. Because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you and I. If you've received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if, if you've accepted the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in tongues, just know that that's for the edification. Oh, that's for exhorting and admonishing even yourself, that you stir up that gift on the inside of you. And it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It's a good thing to sing praises to the name, oh, most high. So we do. So today I want to talk to you about when the children of, when the children <laughs> Uh, and under Moses's direction, where he was taking them out of the land of Egypt, he was a he was he was went to Pharaoh, and he said, "Let my people go," because this God Himself had spoke to Moses and told him exactly what to do. God was fed up with his children being enslaved in Egypt. And here Moses was going to be a type of savior to deliver, uh, to deliver them out of this extreme bondage, their children, their families. They were all indebted to the land of Egypt, working hard, long hours, excruciating conditions and even pharaoh at one point said take away the hay and just you know let them fend for themselves but they have to meet the quota for making the bricks and that they have to continue to build and, and to meet these quotas because they had masters over them that would crack the whip that were abusive and do you remember when moses himself he found out that he was a hebrew and that he saw the Hebrews that were being tormented and in slavery and they had to produce. And so 
he took the whip of one of those masters and then the rest is history. The master, he had lost his life and Moses had buried him, thought no one was looking and watching, but they were, and he was found out. So now Moses has taken the children of Israel out of Egypt. And so this is what was taking place. So there was so there was a time where there was a, a miracle that took place. The bitter water became sweet. In verse 22, this is found in Exodus 15. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marai, they can't, could not drink the waters of Marai. For they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marai. It's M-A-R-A-H. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When, the, when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Now that is a miracle, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> My friends, that is a miracle. So here Moses is crying out to the Lord. The Lord shows him a tree and the tree is cast into the waters and the waters were made sweet. Then he made a statue and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. That's right. God does not test us with sickness and disease. God does test us, but never with sickness and disease. Now, he brought those plagues to those Egyptians. So he was saying to Moses that I brought you out of Egypt and I am the Lord who heals you and delivers you. In verse 27, then they came to Elam where there were 12 wells of water and 17, 70 palm trees. So they camped there by the waters. So God began to show the children of Israel as they wandered in the wilderness, that he was their God and that he is their deliverer and he cares about them. And so the children were in the wilderness and they began to complain because they journeyed from Elam and on the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt, then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So now you have the children of Israel. They are hungry. They are starving. They were rehearsing how it was in Egypt. But they were slaves in Egypt. But they had food in Egypt. 
And they said that we had pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full. So they were thinking back to the past of when they had an abundance of food supply and they forgot so quickly that they were slaves and God had delivered them out of their slavery. And how did their day look now? Well, my goodness, they weren't slaves any longer. They had time to play with their children. They had time to, to do important things during the day and to have relationship and not get, you know, they have the taskmasters beating on them and expecting them to, to make these these huge quotas of brick to build all of Pharaoh's statues and all of these buildings that he wanted, right? Then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day. So that is exactly what happened. God supernaturally rained manna from heaven. Manna, also known as bread from heaven, was food that God miraculously sent to the Israelites every day for 40 years. It looked like thin flakes of frost and tasted like honey. Each morning, God sent the manna and the people collected what they needed. You know, they couldn't store it up. They didn't have <laughs> glad baggies. You know, we have the Ziploc baggies. They didn't have the baggies back then. They could only take what they could eat. So this thin little flaky, tastes like honey uh, bread that would rain down from heaven. Can you imagine every day you wake up to this frosted snow all over the ground that God had provided your happy meal for that day. And it was sustainable and it tasted good and it was filling and it was supernatural how God performed that for the children of Israel. And so it was so amazing. Each morning God sent the manna and the people collected what they needed. When they entered the promised land, the manna stopped coming. That's right. They got to the promised land. Maybe you're in between in your life. Maybe things haven't gone the way you thought that they should go. Maybe you're totally off of all of your set goals for your life and the things that you were reaching for. But just know that God is in control. He's the God of more than enough. He, he did it for them back then, and he'll do it for you today. He's the same God. Yes, that was the Old Testament. But guess what? We have a better covenant. We have a covenant of grace. Grace, all oh, is something that you don't deserve. You can't earn grace. It's God's merited uh, blessing upon each of us that we are living in this dispensation of grace. It's such a beautiful place to be, but it's a place that you have to toe the line as well. You need to be working toward, you know, when your boss offers you grace because you were 10 and 15 minutes late, that he's saying that you're a good worker. Keep on doing what you're doing, but I'm going to give you grace this time. But God has given us grace all through the New Testament.
Testament. This is a gospel of grace that we must not let that grace be so upon us that we are not being doers of God's word, that we are not being who God's called us to be because we got to come out of that grace mentality, even though that the grace of God is upon us. You know, so many times in the Old Testament things, you know, God used his temper and he did many things, you know, that changed up the whole history of mankind. One being Noah's Ark <laughs> and only eight survivors and the whole world was wiped out in that flood. But God put his rainbow to give us the promise that he would never wipe out the world in a flood again. And so just know that God loves you. He cares for you. He will provide for you over and over and over again, just like he did the children. And when they got to the promised land, you aren't, you haven't got to the promised land. Maybe you haven't landed that job with that, with those six figures. And maybe you haven't got to the ultimate goal in your life of that marathon in that time that you want to reach, but just know that God is with you. He is for you. He's working with you and for you. And he's going to bring you the victory because we win all the way through Genesis to revelations. We win. And so there are things that are being given, being poured out right now upon the body of Christ that we don't, we didn't righteousness. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. It's just given to us freely from our heavenly father. And just know that he cares for you and that he's going to keep sustaining you just right where you're at. So he said he's never seen a righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. So that's all the time that we have for today. But no, this is the joy report. And a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. So you be blessed and allow the joy of the Lord to strengthen you today. The joy is a fruit of the spirit, love and joy. Joy is the second fruit in Galatians 5.22. So know that God wants to develop that joy on the inside of you so that it is like a knee-jerk reaction. So I love you, God loves you, and you be blessed. Saying goodbye. <laughs>